you know, today I was just listening to a talk on just kind of handling hard emotions and anger. And mm-hmm. I really just got me thinking about like, even in my own life, how do I handle my anger? How do I respond to your anger? How to spend the anger from the girls? And one of my friends, he was talking, he shared this quote that I thought was really good. He says, anger is some people's only hope for being heard and some people's hope for protection. Mm-hmm. This is everything. Left hands with the heavy reins. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. Had to say it twice on a mind. Welcome to the More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. Yeah, well, so today we want to take some time just to really unpack anger. Um, you know, as you just kind of look around in society today, it just seems like um, there's just a lot of anger and just fighting going on. And it's so important to relationships, you know, anger can be, it's like, I like the picture of one time, like, would you rather be angry and feel powerful or would you rather be sad or scared and feel vulnerable? Hmm. And kind of given those two options, what we typically go to as people is anger. Because once again, anger is like kind of, it feels protective. It feels empowering. It's like almost like, it's not like I'm not vulnerable in anger. I'm actually on the offense in anger. So I do want to go around like and make sense of anger because when we don't appropriately handle it, actually we can exacerbate anger. So I want to today talk about like, like what we do with our anger Mm-hmm. And then how do we engage with other people's anger and how that really affects us? I mean, because when I think about this, Nicole, it affects us in marriage. Mm-hmm. It affects yeah. us with our kids and it affects us even in our friendships and our co-working relationships and our church relationships, you know? Yeah. So here's the part where we get vulnerable and personal. Like I had a hard time like for you where I'd want to make your anger go away. <laughs> and... If you can just take a moment and think about it, like, and what was it like for you when there's to be times like you might be angry about something and here I would, I'd be either trying to talk you out of it or, or give you a hug or something to try and make <laughs> your anger go make away. Make my anger vanish. Yeah. What was that like for you? No, it's a, it feels like a sense of let my anger rain. No, <laughs> it allow me to feel what I'm feeling because it, it means something, whether it's like if you're going in for a hug or trying to fix it in some ways, like you're not really hearing me, you're not really connecting to what I am attempting to communicate, you know, or allow me to feel that's another feeling, you know, um, allow me to feel what I'm, I'm feeling in that sense. Like I'm not going to live in anger and, you know, and there was no place I frequent with you. I think I, I think I visit anger or anger visits. I don't know more often in my parenting relationship, but yeah. That's good. So let me catch the part you said in there. It's like when I miss a tune with your anger, it's in a way it's like I'm not connecting with what you're trying to communicate because really all emotions are signals to help to try and get us to tune into something that's going on in our world. Mm-hmm. And then that we value or. Yeah. And when we express those emotions, sometimes indirectly or directly, we want the person to get the message on the other end of that to, in a sense, usually when we express it is I want you to feel something I want you to connect with what's going yeah, on in feel me what I'm feeling and when you're yeah. able to I'm able to see that you can connect with what I'm feeling mm-hmm. it's almost like we feel understood understood or we feel or, hurt or mm-hmm. it's like I had a signal that triggered me and typically with anger 
and you like you said this one in our pre-talk kind of for us it's like use when it's you're angry it's because you're not being heard you don't feel helped mm-hmm. or like there's an issue that's not being resolved or because right, you have unresolved. some expectation that's not being met yeah whether and from think, myself or something that i need from you you know that's right sometimes we get frustrated with our own selves that's you know right. so. and i think for me my anger is usually it comes up when i feel wrong mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. and it's like that anger comes out in a way it's like telling me like hey this isn't right this needs to be addressed someone needs to see this we need to deal with this this is wow. serious usually like even advocating advocating yes and so we need to understand even with the function of anger you know so let me slow down right so let's even unpack <sighs> so anger is definitely it can feel like a protective energizing type feeling oh yeah because it does it mobilizes it moves us into action and yeah i want to give a positive side of anger because i want you as the person that maybe when you are on the receiving side of anger to see that there is actually maybe a good reason why it's there and so if you can believe that there's good because typically when we're on the other when we're on the receiving side of anger it can make us feel it's unsettling, yeah. frightening, good words, <laughs> cowering, you know, good um, words, unsettling. Yeah. It can be so unsettling for us. And so typically when we're on the receiving end of someone else's anger, whether it's a kid, a friend or whatever, we automatically want to back away. Mm-hmm. But if their anger is telling them that something's wrong, that there's something that's been done that's not right or there's an expectation or they mm-hmm. don't feel heard. And if when you get unsettled, it makes you want to move away. Could be move away or, or even retaliate or get defensive in some kind of a way. Which would attacking still leave them in some feel. Way. Uh, yeah, disconnected. Cause exactly. now, <laughs> yeah. So now not only am I angry about what happened, now I'm angry that even when I'm, I'm in this I'm, moment, I'm still you're knowing. still not hearing me. You're not right. feeling me. And now I'm angry that you're getting angry because you're getting angry at me, getting angry at you. Exactly. And it's not even <laughs> exactly. getting to the. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess that. So in that sense of anger does move us to mobilize us. Mm-hmm. Now, let me make sure when I say this, as I'm even kind of I'm really talking about anger somewhat, I think, positive. Yeah. There is a positive push for anger, but there is a place where anger does cross a line. Yeah. And so when anger crosses a line is when it becomes physically, emotionally, or verbally abusive. Those are definitely, you've went to a far side with anger. But then I even want to back it up. Anger, there's a good side to it. But the hard part about anger is that sometimes, most times, if you just stay there, then the person, and you just kind of like keep pushing out this anger, they might not see what's the underlying need right. a more vulnerable space for you. Right. But if you really want to connect with someone and understand, like I think, let me talk personally, like what I had to learn is when you are angry, I do still get, you know, reactive and it activates mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But then it's like, wait, hold on. If I really care here, then I've got to absorb some of the anger and like be curious to try and get behind. She's angry about something that's obviously matters to her. Mm-hmm. Can I get to what matters to her? Right, right. So it's just like, okay, I see the anger. I may be triggered, but there's also something going on inside that person. Man, it takes a lot to like slow your own self down. I imagine, you know, to it be does. able to say, okay, it's not me. Something is going on in our world or the child's world or whomever. But in, in this case, Can I give you an know? image to help this. Like, I like that. So I remember one time seeing this old cartoon and I, I found out later on, it was kind of like a fable that they, people used to tell the story. But uh, I remember in this cartoon, there was like a lion that was in a cage and it was roaring and everybody's like, <sighs> see the big scary lion right and everybody just go by like oh my this lion is so 
ferocious and his roar and he's scary mm-hmm. until one day it's like this mouse got into the cage and I'm like, Oh no, that mouse is going to get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sound effects. Thank you. But then it's like the mouse looks at the lion's paw and notice it has a thorn in its foot mm. <laughs> and the mouse pulls a thorn out of the lion's foot and the lion just, his whole demeanor just changes <sighs> and he calms and just pacifies him and the mouse are friends. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I think of like when I picture it, it's like anger mm-hmm. is like I'm roaring because there's pain or something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And can someone approach me even in my anger Ferocious or what can seem scary mm-hmm. and help me get to that and pull the thorn out sometimes. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. So I even think about that. So of course, like we've been talking, like I think about us, but you're right. Even with kids, mm-hmm. even with kids, they get loud and they get angry. And I, you know, I want to tell parents like there is a limit. You want to teach them. You want to give kids connection and structure. And structure. You need both. Mm-hmm. So do it. Does a kid get to be angry and just talk any kind of way to you? Nope. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> not you mine. You need to set a, a boundary and like, Hey, I get that you're angry and I right. want to understand the anger, but even in your anger, there's a boundary line about respect here. You ain't going to talk to your mama like that. Don't respect, but I think it's just a person respect. Yeah. But then at the same time as you as a parent in your anger, for real though, you still convey respect to your child because once again, they learn to do what to do with their anger by By watching being on the receiving end of your anger. Mm. So sometimes you have to watch about like the anger that's coming out of them. Is it what's being modeled as well too? Mm. And I mean, I'm talking about me. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) But even with kids, I think it is particularly, it's a little bit different with kids in some ways. Adults, you know, but with kids used with their anger is they don't know what to do. They're learning to govern their bodies. They're learning to govern their emotions. And so when sometimes when they feel like they're just, they're unjustly treated or Mm -hmm. something happens and it comes out in this rage, it's like you as adult get to come into there, come in there with the anger before you just have to like kill the anger and just squash it. Or throw anger back at them. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. come into it and help them make sense of it Mm -hmm. within an appropriate boundary. Mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty of it. And then the kid learns what to do with their anger in appropriate ways. Like they don't have to hit or, or punch or you call names. You begin to give them words and help them orient around Mm -hmm. what's the anger about. And then let them learn that under Mm -hmm. the anger is because I just don't feel like I'm being heard or I I felt like this was wrong. Like I was, wrong here or um yeah yeah it's like, i thought this was gonna happen like going back to your unmet expectation type thing mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it just really hit me and so i, I want to make sure i say that quote i said again it's like so when i heard my friend say that part about anger is some people's only hope so some people just really get hooked on anger because it's the only way they learn to be able to, to try and draw people into what's yeah. happening in their world yeah because sometimes it may be because they don't in vulnerability, when they try and do it in a vulnerable way, they don't get hurt. They get missed. Uh-huh. They get missed. Uh-huh. Or when they've tried to be vulnerable, they've been shamed or right. rejected. Yeah. And so anger becomes the only way where they feel safe or at least they get pushed into using the anger of, if I can just shake you or say this Let to me give you, you a quick or jolt. do this thing to you, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll get, I can get your attention. I think even sometimes maybe our girls get with, angry with us. <laughs> oh yeah. Because yeah. maybe I've we miss them on so many levels when they are trying to express something to us. And then finally anger gets our attention. Mm-hmm. 
And right. if we, and it's funny because we build habits, right? So if I, all, if I miss you so many times and I only catch you when you get angry, next you time them for anger. you're going to yeah, do the anger thing so that I can get my attention that I need. Wow, that's good. I like that. But then I think the other function, so anger can be a way of trying to, for some people, it can be their hope. Actually, the only way I'm going to be able to get you to turn towards me, to see me, to address a particular issue. But then I think for some people, it's they use anger for protection. Mm -hmm. It's a way of kind of pushing you back. Yeah. Like almost like, like I'm already overwhelmed. This is not safe and you won't let me have space to process and to think. And then the anger is like a quick little like push off. Right. In a way. Right. And I know I think that's more so where I use my anger. Mm-hmm. It's like when I feel like, whoa, 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 this is going fast. I'm like being hurt. Rah, and then mm-hmm. it's like back up kind of yeah. thing. It's good. When you're talking, it reminded me of... Um, you don't got to remember any stories right now. Uh, no, it just reminded <laughs> me of a friend. No, you're good. Of how... Um, and she she did it to me like years ago, you know. She did it to me. It was like kind of had that, you know, kind of a approach towards everyone. But like, it's amazing when you can say, okay, like, I'm going to get near you, even though you're kind of balking at me. Even though you're kind of balking at me, I'm going to get near you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to know you. Okay. And it's amazing how her and I's relationship became different to the point where someone else will look at me like, how, how in the world are you, are you two friends? You know, um, because she would just balk. That was like her defense mm-hmm. mechanism, you know, way back when. <laughs> <laughs> this is like almost Saturday, but yeah. No, that's way, good. Way Nicole. back Thank when. Thank you for sharing that, man. It's like, I think... Um, you know, and just some of the work I do, whether it's, you know, counseling, pastoral, or even just doing work in the community mm-hmm. as someone who tries to help do reconciliation type work. It's like the bit, the biggest part I've had to train my body and to train myself to do is to move towards people's anger. Mm-hmm. And man, I tell you, you find some really beautiful things for some people that just seem like they're so angry, they're so mean, just what you're going to mm-hmm. is there's a lot of pain back there sometimes for that person. Yes. It's yeah. a lot that they want to be able to say, but they're scared. Like mm-hmm. I can't let myself be vulnerable because if I'm vulnerable, I'll lose and you'll right. take advantage of me or whatever. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And even wanting someone to come near, you know, exactly. the thing that I found out in this relationship, in this season of life, like she desired for someone to come near, but you wouldn't know. And, you know, sometimes you put off tough and anger and I have it together and mm. you know and I think so what, what you're what you're talking about sometimes we can exude some of these things when we really just are saying we need people to come near we need somebody to better understand me I need someone to step into the space where I'm at whether it's lonely or oh, just can I catch you keep saying a word mm-hmm. and that's a different move like that's the part is like I need yeah because when you go move to that place and you say versus like, you never this or you always that you're you always let me down. You just yeah. like that's like, oh, boom, push, 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 push. Mm-hmm. It's like, see you once again, you not only did you fail me before, but even I'm telling you about it, you turned away. Ah, yeah. You know, it just kind of affirmed that storyline that's already going on in that person. If they come big and angry and the person they come big and angry at, they pull away. It's like affirm that storyline. But then but can I want to catch the, the I need, uh, right? Yeah. What does that do right there? Like that's a shift that's like I need. Mm-hmm. It's like I put myself out there in some way or I put my 
I put, uh, yeah, I, I'm really reaching for you in vulnerability to and hope you show up to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, if I'm already in need and then you reject me in my need, that almost hurts worse than the, whatever the first thing was. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. That's the part when you said I need. Of, yeah. That's, the part, yeah. that's a switch. It is. That's a switch. It is. Man. So it's like, I think on this one part is like being able to make sense of your own anger and catch it. And what are you really hoping for? That's a new question I've tried to add to my repertoire is like even when a person is in their anger. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as you say that, or when that came out of you, when you felt that, what were you really hoping for? Yeah. And then it's like that thing that you were hoping for, like for me at least, that's the thing I probably really need to say. True. Yeah. You know, oh, it's like I was hoping you would, you know, like show me some respect or, you know, this kind ask of Ask me out for dinner. For Bring it. me yeah. rose. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Play a game of Tetris with yeah, me. There you go. Whatever it is. What in the world? <laughs> That's what came to my mind. Okay. What is it? What is the little uh, Minecraft? Yeah, is the- <laughs> Nicole, you way behind me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but I read books. I like that. No, I like that. Um, so there's that part about your anger. But then I think also as you listen to this, understanding and making sense, when you get angry, what is it you're usually hoping for or you're trying to accomplish in that space? Yeah. And so what do you do with your anger? But then also, too, I want you to think about when you're on the receiving side of anger. What happens to you? What do you do with that? And there may be so many reasons why you make the moves you make. Maybe in growing up, anger was not a safe thing for you and your family or your household. And so now, like, even I, I think it's like, now do you even begin to get scared of your own anger? Oh, my gosh. And try to make it go yeah. away? Yeah, yeah. Or even it's hard to move towards someone's anger because you were hurt and and somebody else was angry before. Mm. Um, and so we just, I want to point this out because this one can be so loaded and it can be so hard to deal with and it can throw couples off. But I hope just, yeah, we talked about a specific emotion or feeling and just some, just for you to go and take some time maybe to pray and to reflect, to ask God to expose and even in your heart in those times when you feel anger. If you even feel it as you're listening to this, like, oh my gosh, they mm-hmm. must know we were fighting like yesterday or whatever. <laughs> It's like just trying to help make sense of like, what is it you're hoping for? Yeah. In that place when you're angry, what is the anger telling you? What is it moving you to do? Right. And getting getting clearer on that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we're driven by emotions and we're not clear on what they're driving yeah. us for. And then yeah. that's when it becomes a problem. The emotion, must, uh, to me, the emotion itself is not the problem. It's the misguided attempts at trying to deal with the need that we're not even clear on that it becomes the problem. Yeah, what's triggering it. Or we might have a faulty perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. One of the things I was going to say is a sense of, to touch with, uh, attached to what you just said, um, how because they're emotions, oftentimes we're not calculating our emotions. Like, okay, you said that. Now I'm going to be angry. Yeah, because it happens so fast. It's just happening fast. Exactly. And um, until, you know, you can grow in maturity for that, I believe, um, to the point where you kind of grow some awareness. And I think this is what I'm saying is after the anger just comes out or whatever, what I, what's helped me, I, like I said, I find myself get more angry with in my relationship, my, my parenting relationship. Um, so I've had to just like, okay, all right. Whoa, that was an outburst. <laughs> um, that was a fits of rage or anger, whatever. Identify what it is. Um, like he's saying, going back and say, okay, what was needed? How could I have helped the whole scenario and situation? What could I have done differently? Just kind of like 
looking back at that moment, because it's not something that I want to live in that space and okay, like, oh, well, I'm just angry about this and that's fine and I want to move on. Because like you said, you know, the anger pushes people away sometimes too. And I want to foster, at the end of the day, we're trying to foster connection. And so in order for me to foster connection, I want to be in a way aware of what did what happened in that angry space and how can I affect change within in my, my whole being, you know? That's good, Nicole. You know what time You might have just gave your excellent point right there. <laughs> I was going to go back and I was going to say, you know, remember that the aim is, you know, connection, right? We want to be connected with God. We want to be connected in a relationship with others. And so therefore, what is this anger saying? What messages is in it? And how can I um, cultivate that that growth and then the relationship with the others in my life? I'm going to go with just what you said and just leave it at that. That's good. Exploring the function of anger. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the part what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. All emotion has some type of function. And I think the key will, no, I do have one part to add to it. Like, you know, so we were Gone talking ahead. about scriptures about, you know, this right? And the key is like, sometimes in Christendom, we can take anger and it's like, be angry and sin not because anger, the human anger doesn't bring about the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. But I think the part what it's saying in that is unchecked anger. Yeah. Yeah. It, your unchecked anger can lead you into sin. Mm-hmm. But I think the key is in your anger is to be able to make room for the Holy Spirit to come in and give you clarity mm-hmm. to explore that anger mm-hmm. and then to take that anger and like maybe help God help reveal my heart here. I could try and live here in this protective place and protect myself, but protecting myself is probably going to have bad consequences mm-hmm. if I only rely on that. Right. But I get it that anger is hope to try and bring people close sometimes or to that there's to protect myself. God, help me expose what I really need here, what's really going on. And let me move one towards you with that God, but also towards right. this person. Mm-hmm. So I love that how you talk about un- unpacking the function of anger. But I want to say at one part is invite God to help you in processing that anger, but also on the receiving side. It's like, wait a minute, I'm feeling how that anger's hitting me and it's doing this to me. So let me make sense of usually emotions tell us something about relationship. So if that person's angry, let me assess what's going on in the relationship between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get that part. Yeah. So anyway, now, once again, as we said before, but you do have to set standards for when it becomes physically, emotionally or verbally abusive. It's almost like mentally. I get mm-hmm. something's really got you upset. However, this is not acceptable. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't have to call me names, this and that. Same thing with kids. You can be angry, but you don't get to bang holes in the wall, scream ugly things at your sister or tell mommy, daddy, you hate them. You can be angry and we can work with you in that, but you don't get to just take your anger and just throw it on people like mm-hmm. that. So anyway, mm-hmm. thank y'all so much. Just uh, unpacking something that is not usually always a happy topic, but I think it's important. Yeah. Because when we can like then, it's like when we're able to orient around this and make sense of it, it mm-hmm. can help us get into those more vulnerable kind of connecting, inviting people in and reaching into people's worlds when we're not thrown off by anger. So right. Thank right. y'all so much. God bless you and keep you. And we hope that you go about your relationships with God and each other in a in more, more excellent, excellent way. way. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. 
You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.